Hello. Hi. How are How's you? How's it going? Okay, we did it again. <laughs> All right, go with it. Okay, I'm going to answer first. It is going well. The weather sucks. It's gloomy <laughs> and it has been for a little while. So just dealing with that. And of course, the quarantine. We're not going out. No one's really having fun. So we're just making Surviving. do with what we have. You know, it's funny. And we, we talked about this earlier, but the fact that it's like super cold where you are and it's like super hot where I am. So it's like yeah, there's like, no in between. We we can't really go out yet. I mean, there is the instinct to go out because, you know, spring is starting. But um, it's definitely not the weather right now to just sit outside for long periods of time. And even then, like, all the parks are closed. Yeah. And there's, like, stricter rules now. You can't have more than, like, five people in a group. And and even that, honestly, I feel like even five might be a bit much at this point. But, like, I don't know. Are they finding people there if they are uh, outside in groups? Because they are finding people here. I think it's like 400 bucks I think or they're getting there because especially people who have just returned from international flights or mm-hmm. even domestic flights, like they're trying to be more, um, more strict with how they're dealing with this just because it is spreading. Apparently at the airport, they're not as strict as they should be. Like they're not screening as well. They're just kind of asking people for their symptoms, mm-hmm. which by the way, people can lie about and have lied about. So maybe not we very need reliable to... exactly yeah but yeah um so something we didn't do last time which we should have <laughs> was introduce ourselves yes and where we live and all that good jazz and who we are so okay my name is Zarin. and i'm obina and we have known each other since we were Young ones. So how old were we? I was about three or four. She was about two or three, something like that. Something like that, yeah. And basically our dads were friends in college. And that's kind of how we knew each other. So we're basically forced friends. But it worked out. Yeah. I mean, they've been friends forever. And then they moved to Canada. And then we were like, okay, sure, let's let's be friends. And here we are. But there's a plot 20 twist. 20-some years later. A very big plot twist. I moved to Texas when I was a teenager, and that's actually how we got closer, so. Isn't that so strange? Very like, strange. before that, we were definitely friends. It's not to say that we weren't, but it was, like, a whole different level of closeness after she went away. Yeah, it's it's whenever we were in our angsty teenage phase, too, so that's what yeah, I call Yeah, we needed friendship. someone to rely on. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think that's a good background who we are, but what is this podcast about? What invoked it? Okay, Let's 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 bring this up for a second. So, have you ever looked at a painting and thought, "What the hell? This is not art." Elaborate. This is just just streaks on a canvas. Like there's no technique involved. It's just it. it there's no skill required for scribbles. Yeah, anything like that. Like, come on, we've all been there. We've seen something and thought what and we were very confused by it and these same paintings were being sold for millions and millions of dollars i don't get that and and it's so frustrating because we're like we could do this we could look at that and be like i could do that in my sleep and we don't understand like why it's so expensive 
Like, who decided that it was going to be this expensive and why? Like, based on what? There's no technique involved. There's no scale. It's just, like, stuff on a canvas that doesn't even look like anything. It's just, like, these little, I don't know, like, you know, like, toddlers or, like, our paintings from kindergarten. That's legitimately how they look to me. Exactly. (laughs) So it's, like, why are people paying so much money for this? I mean, that's how this came about. We were thinking of, of those paintings. And we're, like, this doesn't make sense. And I know people look at this and this is probably the reason why people hate art or are bored by it because they don't get it. I mean, there are certain things like, okay, if you think about historical paintings or thinking about the Mona Lisa or like Mm -hmm. stuff by Vincent van Gogh and stuff, I think we all understand why they're expensive to some extent. Like, okay, for example, a couple of years ago, this painting by Leonardo da Vinci called Salvador Mundi was sold for $450 million dollars. I will admit that that is an obscene amount of money for anything, but we can justify it to some extent. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was painted by this Leonardo, historical figure, yeah. and it's a very beautiful painting. Like, I highly encourage you guys to Google image this painting. It's a very nice painting. It's done very well. But, um, I mean, all, it makes sense. Like, we're when we're thinking about art, we think about, you know, portraits and sceneries and beautiful things things that we classify as beautiful right it's like synonymous with art exactly and i think um along with that though i I, I, we talked about this a a few days ago but i wondered if those paintings that are now selling for a lot like that that leonardo painting it's it only sold Mm -hmm. for it only sold for a lot just because it was discovered today right but i wondered Mm -hmm. if it was worth a lot in da vinci's time Right? It's only because he has this people legacy cared now. About it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's his legacy. There's, It's something that happened over time that made it more valuable. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily that it was more, it was just as valuable at that time. Like, um, for example, again, uh, last year, there. so the story goes, there's this art auctioning institution called Sotheby's. And they were selling um, one of Banksy's artwork. Like, I think we've all seen this. It's, you know, Banksy is like a graffiti artist. He he wants his art to be enjoyed by everyone. He never wanted his stuff to be sold at auctions because then it can't be enjoyed by everyone, the common public. It's more so for like rich people. It's a luxury. And it's very exclusive. Exactly. So um, the minute his painting, the, I, I forgot what it was called, but I think it was the girl with the red balloon. As soon as that painting was sold, it started to shred itself. From within the frame mm-hmm. and it was like this national spectacle people were going crazy like oh my gosh how did this happen this is this has never happened before but because of the stunt that painting became like twice as expensive i think it was sold for some million dollars but like because there was like this incident attached to it now mm-hmm. that made it more expensive it's so all of these things yeah it makes sense like why these paintings became expensive mm-hmm. with like you know these media stunts attached to them or even the things like the Mona Lisa like people were questioning like oh is she smiling is she not she's so beautiful and like to be honest I don't think she's that beautiful I don't really get why the Mona Lisa is such a big deal but like I think there was something that happened with that painting too right yeah so in 1911 so I I guess backtrack a little bit so whenever the painting was actually made it wasn't that that famous because just like any other portrait there wasn't anything very significantly different about it but in 1911, someone decided to steal it. 
And that's what made it like this global phenomenon. And since then, people have tried to destroy it and, and do all these things to it. And that's why like right now it's like in this glass cage in, in Paris. So it's just interesting, you know, these incidents are what makes these paintings famous. It's not the content of it on its own. Yeah. So it's interesting. So I think once we were like, okay, we want to talk about this, we wanted to, we for sure knew that someone else out there had the same exact question. So we were like, okay, let's, let's search this. Let's see what comes up. And I was pleasantly surprised by what I found or what we found more, more like it. Um, so I think Business Insider and Vox both did a piece like why is modern and contemporary art so expensive? Mm -hmm. So when we were saying like modern and contemporary art, it's like that stuff that doesn't make sense. That's basically what we're referring to, like a canvas with a line on it or a canvas with like three dots on it. Yeah. You know, those things <laughs> that like, like you make a strange face when you look at it and you're like, no, this is not art. Stop it. So one of the articles, um, one of the ladies who was talking in the in a video that was attached to the article, she was saying that art is not about beauty anymore, and it never really was. And that took me back. I was like, "What are you talking about? Like when we think about art, we think of something beautiful." Mm -hmm. But um, she was saying that that's not the case, and that you know, art used to be about beauty because um, we wanted to paint realism. That was the whole point, you know. It was like a skill that nothing else could replicate. But then we had photography mm -hmm. and photography kind of took over, you know, that realism aspect. Like we didn't have to do it anymore. It did. It yep. was just like, there's something there that could do it for us. So like, now what do we do? Mm -hmm. Where does art go from here? And that's when like modern contemporary art was born. And I didn't know that. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's almost like a rebellious movement. Like it's, it's like, yeah. a, Hey, like, you know, the camera is doing everything that we've, basically spend our entire lives trying to perfect. So it's like, mm -hmm. let's do something that the camera can't do now. And that actually brings me to the whole nudity in art. You know, back in like the Renaissance era, you'd see like basically like, every single portrait was like nudes, right? Just so, naked people. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just so uncomfortable, by the way, like trying to go to an art show with like your parents. But anyways, um, and the reason for that is because at that time, being able to draw someone naked was a skill because there weren't mm -hmm. a lot of women that were being naked models. So what they do is they'd bring in guys and they would basically take the figure of a guy and they would morph it to become a female. And so over time, like over the years, you'll see these very box-like figures becoming more mm -hmm. feminine. It's because that's, a, that's an acquired skill that they had to learn. So that's your answer to the Yeah, because there was no photography. So yeah. it's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can just like looking back at like Renaissance paintings and like, there's just, everything was just naked. Like yeah. there was just... And that makes sense because it was something that wasn't readily available. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something that could be done easily. So it was like, okay, that was a skill to have. Yeah. And then as times changed, like it became, it shifted, right? So that was the shift. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that we came across was like a story of an artist who, like we were looking at their paintings over a span of like 20 years. And it was cool to see how he started off as like, a painter in the traditional sense, you know, he'd paint people and he'd paint sceneries and stuff like that. But if you look at his progression from where he started to where he ended up like 20 years later, mm -hmm. you could see how his paintings became simpler and simpler. It was like more left of the imagination than it being obvious. Like, I think usually when we look at art, we're like, we're kind of told what to think about it. We see yeah. a flower and we think like, well, yeah, it's pretty. Like there's nothing left to the imagination, right? 
So that's where it shifted. And I was like, oh, I never, like, I had never thought of it like that. And I honestly thought it was a great way to, like, expand my thinking of art and how I saw it in general. I think, like, a lot of people can appreciate that because mm -hmm. we're so used to being told, like, what we're supposed to think about paintings and, like, art and stuff. We don't think outside the box. And that was the whole shift, right? So this artist, he eventually ended up just with very abstract, paintings and it would just be like boxes and shapes and stuff like that on like a blank canvas or mm -hmm. like solid colors and the pinnacle of his artistic career was this black square painting and it wasn't just a black square it was more like a black square with like what would you say like a cracked pattern on it's, it yeah it was very cracky it's like it's been out in the sun or something at face value it doesn't look like much it's like okay whatever like if i had seen this in any other context i would not like give it a second look, but then they explain the story behind it. And basically um, during this time, I think it was the early 1900s when like Joseph Stalin was around and Joseph mm -hmm. Stalin had actually stolen all of this artist's paintings and out of frustration and anger and like everything else he was feeling, he ended up with this black square. And that's what makes this black square painting so profound, you know, so meaningful because it wasn't yeah. because it's just a black square. Obviously, there's. it's not that, right? It's more so the story behind it. What mm -hmm. motivated him to paint that? Like, sure, it's not much, but yeah. um, there's a story there. There's a, there's a background there that makes that painting mean more than what it looks like. Yeah, and to be fair, though, that's, that's almost the case with, like, all art, right? So even with the Mona Lisa, mm -hmm. it's not the actual substance of the art it's like the story around it and same with this yeah and a lot of other modern artists like that's that's kind of what they they do so i feel like it's more relatable than i personally initially thought yeah exactly because yeah. like we went into it i think very one th like thinking very one-dimensionally like oh, okay it's mm -hmm. just what it is but it's not right and modern art almost makes sense like believe it or not because yeah. with traditional art it just is what it is. But mm -hmm. modern art, like, we want something different. So it's, like, something different from what's obvious is what's not obvious. Yep. And I think just like you said. Yeah. I was going to touch on it. But just what you said earlier, it, it makes you think a certain way, right? It makes you question mm -hmm. it. And I think that's, like, the, a reason why a lot of people like it. Because it's not just a piece of art that you admire. It's a piece of art that you kind of conversate with, right? You 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 dig into it a little bit deeper. What is it trying to tell it's you? Controversial. It's controversial. It's, it provokes yes. it provokes some kind of frustration, exactly. emotion, confusion because it doesn't freaking make sense. Yeah, and that's literally the point. So everything anyone has ever felt looking at a piece of art that doesn't make sense is exactly what you were supposed to feel. Exactly. So I mean, a personal experience for, for like of mine. I love going to art galleries. Because I just love seeing the different types of things that are out there, you know, creations of different sorts. Like mm -hmm. in our last episode, I mentioned that I enjoy painting, but like my painting is very, again, obvious. It's what I think is traditionally beautiful, like sceneries and flowers and animals and whatnot. But mm -hmm. um, I was at the Art Gallery of Ontario. This was about like a couple years ago, I'd say like four or five years ago. And there was this giant painting and it was so basic. It was so simple. The simplicity of it was just too much for me to handle because I'm still talking about it. So it was this orange canvas. It like the whole thing was painted like this tangerine color. And okay, just picture this. So the whole thing is orange and there's 
an outline of a cube, so a black outline of a cube, but it's not a cube itself. I'm just trying to like explain the shape here. So imagine like a cube with the top line not there, mm -hmm. and then one of the side lines a little longer than the other. So it's a bit irregular. And that's all it was. That's all the painting was. It was huge, but that's all the shape. I mean, that's all. It's the only thing that was on the canvas, like this irregular shape. And I walked by it. And I was like, okay, this is dumb. Like, I don't know why it's an art gallery. And I just kept going. And I was like, no, that can't be it. Like, there has to be more to it. It's in a freaking art gallery. Like, mm -hmm. you don't just get into an art gallery, like, not making any sense. So I walked back. And I sat in front of that painting for a good 20, 30 minutes, just trying to make sense out of it. And I kid you not, the more I looked at it, the more I started really liking this picture. And it was all in my head. It had nothing to do with the painting. I was trying to convince myself that there was something there. And the more I tried to do that, it worked, more, it seems like. The more time I wanted to give it, the more time I invested into it, yeah. the more thought I invested into it, the more it made sense to me. The more I liked it, the more I liked the fact that it wasn't a perfect box. The more I liked the fact that like it was irregular, mm -hmm. and I liked like the contrast of the black and orange. And I think that speaks volumes about art itself. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people justify how expensive like modern art is because they think they're supposed to like it. Yeah. You know, because exactly. there's like a price on it. As some people just decided, okay, it's going to be worth millions. And these people are like, oh, okay, well, they must be right. Yeah. And then they convince themselves that there's something there, even though there isn't. There might not, it might not be like emotional appeal, but they'll convince themselves like, okay, well, this person said it was $50 million. Yeah. So there must be something there. Yeah. And they convince themselves it's like really great. That's like one side of it. But I think the other side of it is like sometimes something might actually provoke emotion. Like someone might see something and it might remind them of something or trigger some kind of memory in them that no one else can relate to, that no one else can see. And it's although personal. a painting might, yeah, although a painting might objectively not mean anything, I really do think that's a thing. Like something might not objectively be beautiful or meaningful in any way, mm -hmm. but it might trigger some emotion in someone. Like I think I mentioned this to you before where... You know, when we're attached to things as children, or even attached to things in general, like a simple household object, like a pencil, you know, but that one pencil could could have been given to you by like your most favorite teacher when you were a kid and you remember you did really well on a test. And mm -hmm. to everyone else, that pencil is just a regular pencil. But to you, that yeah. pencil means a lot because it's a reminder of an accomplishment. It's a reminder of someone special in your life. Right. And I think paintings are like the same thing. So I do, but I, I guess my, I want to go back to that point you made about uh, because it's priced a lot, people are, like, there's all of a sudden all this hype around it, right? And mm -hmm. we see this, like, all the time with, we, I mean, you can explain the whole, the, the Khloe Kardashian act, like, art prank, but also when people dress up as celebrities and people get a whole crowd around them, you know? So it's, it's almost like a mm -hmm. fake sense of, like, hey, uh, this, like, people care about it, or I'm telling you that people care about it, so you should too. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the whole... It's it's so subjective because it's, yeah. like, people like expensive things. That's definitely a part of it. Like, it has nothing to do with the art itself. It could be beautiful. It could not be beautiful. But, like, because it's, people said, like, oh, it's going to be this expensive. And as long as there are people willing to pay for it, yeah. it literally doesn't even matter. It's not about the art anymore. Yeah. It's, it's, like, strictly about the financial gain. 
yeah. or like the investment part of it or whatever it is. But sometimes it actually has nothing to do with the art itself. So For if you're sure. ever looking at a painting and thinking, why so expensive? It's just because someone said it was. That's literally it. It has nothing to do with the painting itself most of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so there's no point in like bothering yourself with some questions of that sort like for me especially when I realized that some things were just expensive because they were mm-hmm. it was like okay well that makes me feel a little more at ease just because I don't have to think like why is this yeah considered beautiful it's not it's just because someone was like ah someone's wanting to pay 15 million for this so yeah <laughs> let's go let's go along with that I mean I kind of correlated to fashion right so like I mean all these designer brands they come out with purses all the time and to me mm-hmm. honestly majority of them are very very ugly but people are willing to buy them no they're you know? so ugly exactly yeah. because of the price yeah and then but all of a sudden if, if a kardashian wears it it's like oh my gosh it's like everyone's like all about it and like it'll start trending and, and you know all this stuff happens just because someone famous or someone gave it more attention that than the general public and then yeah so okay so is. back to the kardashians oh yeah like, explain that there's actually a very relevant story with the whole art thing so just a little background, um, their mom, Kris Kardashian, sorry, not Kris Kardashian, who's Kris Jenner. Um, yep. She's like a huge art fanatic and she collects art, but like, you know, avant-garde art, like abstract and, you know, contemporary modern art is what she collects. And I think she had insulted one of her daughter's tastes in art. Um, I think it was Khloe Kardashian and Khloe was pretty offended. So what she did was she bought these giant canvases and just painted all over it's really random like streaks and stuff and like didn't really care to make it look good it was just like oh I'm gonna do this and then I'm going to tell my mom that it's by a very famous artist and that he's like new to the scene and she should really you know get on this right now before like you know he gets <laughs> too big for her to afford yeah his painting scarcity and she was like oh my gosh she was totally convinced and it might have been a setup thing like it, it might just be them fooling us but the thing is the idea is there that she was willing to buy these paintings and be convinced just because someone said so Mm -hmm. that's it there was no other premise to it like she didn't even try to justify herself like oh is this painting good all that happened was that she heard that this was famous and she heard that it was expensive that's literally it yeah and she was convinced because she had the money to spare so that's all. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know if that says, I don't know what that says about art in general or what that says about the Kardashians, but it was, it was definitely an interesting prank. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like a sense of luxury, right? I mean, I, I, as mm-hmm. with any other expensive thing. So I don't know. So what's your relationship with art so, or painting? I mean, once again, we wouldn't be having this conversation if I, if I saw modern art as something beautiful, which I don't. Um, but in general, I, I do like going to art galleries and looking at art. Um, not to be basic, but my favorite painting is Starry Night by Van Gogh. And I mean, mm-hmm. I've always thought it was pretty. Like it was, it's like a beautiful piece of artwork. But it wasn't until yeah. I understood the story behind it, which is what made me really love it. So mm-hmm. I guess the backstory on this is that, you know, Van Gogh, I mean, he never knew he was going to be famous, right? Like he died not knowing what impact he would have had. Uh, but he would have these episodes, like these, um, maybe like schizophrenia or something. Um, and basically he cut his ear off after having some sort of like fight about a prostitute with like one of his best buddies who was also a painter. And then he, he admitted himself to a mental hospital. 
And from that mental hospital, that's where he drew Starry Night. And so to me, it's just like a very beautiful thing because it's like, you know, he's going crazy. He literally cut his ear off, but he still mm-hmm. sees beauty in the world. And that's Starry Night. So it's just, I just love what it represents. So that's, that's kind of my relationship with art. Like I like the significance behind it. How about you? So here's the thing, like you're saying all oh, the story behind it. And then I, earlier we mentioned the story with, you know, the art is in the black square. Yeah. But then that makes me think like, what if someone just lies about the story, something's background, like yeah. there's no way to really know. And it's not kind of sad that like, based on that false belief story that people are willing to pay like lots of money for it. Yeah, I mean, I I do see that as being a potential problem. But again, like, Mm -hmm. if you have, like, some sort of an emotional connection to it, I feel like that kind of transcends that, right? Like, even if all this fan stuff wasn't true, just the idea that it could have been, even if I'm misled, like, it's just, like, a beautiful story to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Yeah, that's true. No, I get that. I mean, ignorance can be bliss, right? And sometimes there's nothing we can do about it. So, but the art itself is maybe more attached, so... Like, I think it just comes down to the fact that, like, some things we'll never truly understand. Yeah. But, um, and that's okay mm-hmm. because it might make sense to someone else. And, yeah. At the end of the day, if someone's willing to pay that much for something that isn't that great, like, what can you really do about yeah. it? It will never make sense to me. Like, guys, it's not just paintings, right? Like, Supreme doesn't make sense to me. Brand names don't <laughs> make sense to me because it's the same exact bag, just with, like, a name on it. Just yeah. someone just declared it to be expensive and that's it. Like, Unless there's, like, a historical thing there or there's, like, technique or, like, significant artists and stuff like that, like, I mean, I'll never truly understand it if it doesn't look like art. I mean, okay, this is, there is one thing that will always bug me, and mm-hmm. it's because there's nothing. Okay, so basically what happened, where, where this frustration is coming from, is I think it was last year or the year before, I did go back to the Art Gallery of Ontario. They had, like, new exhibits every couple of months, so if I go once a year, there's always something new. Um, so in their contemporary section, there was just five blank square canvases. Oh my gosh. And that was it. That was it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you have reached a new level of idiocracy. Like, <laughs> no, that like, forget debating about scribbles being art. This is nothing. And it was in an art gallery. And like, that's what bugs me. So I will even take modern contemporary art okay i'll take it at least there's something on the freaking canvas <laughs> that's actually funny but we're at a point where there's nothing on a canvas anymore and even that's in an art gallery it made its way to an art gallery guys and like that will never make sense to me okay i thought contemporary art would never make sense to me but that will never make sense to me was there some sort of justification on there or like some sort of story behind it or, or what listen was... i was so annoyed by what it was that i did not even read the description like I couldn't I, I you can tell me that it was inspired by children dying and it still wouldn't make sense to me because how the f is that but related I mean, if you think about it you remember in English class whenever we like overanalyze like some simple statement like why is the sky blue or why did the author say it this way it's like maybe the author didn't think to do it that way maybe we're just overthinking and being these you know these over people <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's something to it, but, like, to me, that was just no effort. Yeah. Like, what's the difference between having five squares or four squares? I'm sure there's some story there. Don't get me wrong. I'm probably just being ignorant. But um, 
that was like a new low for me. Like it took me so long just to wrap my head around contemporary art. I'm going to need a couple more years to wrap my head around blank canvases. So with all that said, what is your, your conclusion? What do you, out of all of this, this research and these stories that we've told, what is your opinion on modern art now? I think the thing that stood out to me the most was the fact that it's supposed to provoke confusion and like um, a sense of wonder yeah. and get you thinking and get you to use your imagination to see something that isn't obviously there or apparently there. Mm-hmm. I do like that idea because um, it's it's not just it's not just what you see, you know. Like it ma- it makes you think, it gets you thinking, and I do appreciate that. Yeah. So um, I will definitely think twice the next time I shit on art. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> what about you? Um, the same thing, you know, I think while I still don't understand it, I can at least appreciate the people who do and see what they yeah. see in it, especially with the story about that, that black cracked painting, you know? Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. It's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I think art for the most part isn't an investment. So people aren't buying art for the most part because they want to sell it back. It's more so they're buying mm-hmm. it for their own enjoyment and their own fulfillment, you know? So I feel like I think it's like the historical ones that are more of investment, but everything else. Yeah, I agree. It's It's more more like you like it. So you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So people like it. And I mean, of course, there's people. What are you going to do? Right. Yeah. There's people like like it. It's your thing, man. Exactly. You do it up. Yeah. Who are we? Right. So (laughs) exactly. Who are we to comment on this? But I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, So we do have an Instagram page, guys. So if you guys could follow, that would mean a lot to us. Our handle is at root of all random. And we'll be posting things about our upcoming episodes. And if you have any suggestions for topics or, you know, ways we could improve what we're doing, that would be great. And we'll definitely be posting, like, content on there. Comment on our posts. Or DM us. You know, we can be friends, guys. Whatever you feel. I can be friends (laughs) with Mubina's friends. And she can be friends with my friends. We can be one big happy family. And we can be friends with strangers. Hello. I mean, sure. If y'all are out there listening. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening, by the way. Yes, thank you. All right, let's, let's wrap this up. We will see you guys. Or here, no, wait a minute. Here? See you guys? See you, see guys. you guys. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I, I've already said it too many times to, to backtrack now. All right, we'll see you guys next next time. All right. Roar! <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>